You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. If you enjoy the podcast, please give us a review on your favorite podcast player. Today's guest is no stranger to the Raw podcast. He's our guru for all things nutrition and dieting. For those of you that haven't listened to him yet, he's got deep roots in the fitness world with a long list of credentials, including champion bodybuilder, instructor of kinesiology at the University of Maryland. He's a professor in the physiology of exercise, weight control, and physical conditioning, and is also a lecturer and trainer for the U.S. Secret Service. Now, before I introduce this guy, I think Marty had a couple of words to say, and then we'll introduce him and uh, get on the get on the get on with it with uh, the dieting and and everything that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I guess uh, I've known Rich. I tried to figure it out the other day. <coughs> I broke my leg in 1983, so it would have been before that, and. Uh, Rich and I met at Mark Chalet's power gym in uh, Temple Hills, Maryland in the early 80s. And at the time, Rich was uh, crushing competition in the bodybuilding world. But Rich, unlike his contemporaries at the time, back in, back in that era, uh, it was a sort of a sad era for bodybuilding. I don't want to get too far afield here, but it was this kind of a sad era for bodybuilding when Chris Dickerson can win two Mr. Olympias with a 16 and a half inch arm. Those are bad times. Yeah, 81 was Franco with no legs, 82 Dickerson, <laughs> yeah. no arms. Yeah, so, yeah. so, but Rich was different. Rich was cut from a different, different cut of cloth, and we, we hit her off right away. And we, uh, We've known of each other and been in the orbit for, for a lot of years now. And it, the irony of the thing is, is that the Jim Steele connection. Yeah. Rich and I, Rich and I knew each other, I guess. Jim, were you even born? Uh, let's see now. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I was in high school when I started talking to Rich. That was around 1980. So let's say 80, 1980. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So as it turns out, small world, Rich was a student, not just a student, but a but a, 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 a enthused student of Steele's father. Yes, was, uh, that is correct. You know, and uh, just, you know, what, how many years later, Jim and I are talking and, you know, it just happens to come up, oh, <laughs> Salty yeah. was my nutritional guru. I was like, what? Well, you know, I it's know, funny, right? Right, Marty? Marty, you remember yeah. when you had that column in the Washington Post and people would ask you questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you would talk about Rich all the time. And I'm like, how's this guy know Rich? Because I was reading your. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And so I'm like, then we started talking. And yeah, I did. Course, uh, I did two, 230 columns for the Washington Post. The yeah, that was really time. good. Oh, my God, Marty. I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah, that was me, baby. Uh, so, so, so we've been, uh, we've been in and around and also the, the interesting thing is that because both the interesting thing about Rich and I, Rich never speculates. All I do is speculate. <laughs> right. So we're, we're like yin and yang. We're two sides of the, we're two sides of the same coin. That's why I, I find him so interesting. He never speculates. That's all I do. I, 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 my, I make my, my living speculating. 
So it's so uh, interesting, Marty. What an observation. Yeah. And I again, dis- I don't disagree with you. Yes. Well, I, I, but I everything, but, but we're, we're, we're joined at the hip is empiricism. For sure. For sure. That's, that's where we, my truth and his truth, we, you know, we arrived at the same destination by way different roads. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So anyway, I just want to hand the ball off to Rich. JP, go ahead and run her. But I just want to give a little background to that. Yeah, just one more thing to that point, though. I I don't think um, that should be trivialized nor minimized uh, that we finally connected Marty because of our connection to who I thought at first blush, he was just, again, you know, a gifted, gene- a genetically gifted, you know, strength beast was Mark Chalet. Right. I mean, when I first met Mark, and I'm not a, as Jimmy would tell, I'm not a small guy. No. The not. size of his wrists and elbows and shoulders and hip, you know, hip width and just... He was, he just exudes power and strength. You look at him and go like, oh my God, there's not even, to, to me, it wasn't even a question. He could pick up a house. Now, Rich. Just what house did he want to pick up? Rich. I mean, Rich. literally. And yet he was a, he was a really, just, he was a great, I mean, he, he treated me so well. You know, I look back at the people that, you know, are influential, you know, for me. And although I had at best limited interaction with Mark, he was remarkable in shaping and modeling my mentality, behavior, when I got to the top of the bodybuilding food chain. Uh. You would think that, well, yeah, Rich, you knew it all. No. He, again, very you know, modestly without saying, you know, Rich, I know more than you or Rich, I know more about this clinically speaking than you. He, he showed me some things that literally, I, I'm telling you, Marty, just blew me away. Can, and can he, I, knew, he knew pharmaceuticals, Rich, Rich, supplements. Rich, Rich, yeah. Rich can I, I'd like to just take a quick second and, and just kind of amp on that. And yeah. Give you what? Cause, please, cause please. This, this is what, now I was Mark's training partner and coach for six years. See, you know, I didn't know, you know, Marty, I never knew that. Yeah. So, and, and here's the great thing about Chalet. Yeah. yeah. He was a, he was a human silverback gorilla. Yeah. He truly and was. I, like, there's very few men like, that I would stand next to and feel small. Yeah. And it, me at 260 off season, standing next to Mark, 265, I'm standing next to Mark. He made me you, feel small. You said, you said something profound. You said he influenced you, right? Yes. He, and to this day, and he influenced me. And you know what he you know what he gave me? He gave me two things. Number one, Tell me. never in the history of humanity has a human trained less and gone further. Huh. All he did on Monday 
and he really didn't train other than 12 weeks. Before, well, well, this would be 14 weeks, 12 training. He'd have 12 training sessions before the nationals of the world. And all he ever did was on Monday, he would work up to a single rep in the squat and the bench press. And on Thursday, he'd work up to a single rep in the deadlift. That was it. No. No, no nothing else. Nothing else, Rich, ever. You know, I, you know, I, Marty. Nothing. Wait, now, wait, now, wait. Let me just. I, I didn't know think, that. Think, think of the ultra, think of the ultra minimalism. He showed me how little could be done and become inhumanly strong. Yes. Okay. So he, he gave me the ultra minimalism that I still champion to this day. Also, he was crazy about recovery. He always talked about recovery, recovery, recovery. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, that was his whole strategy. He said, oh, you guys train too much, you know, blah, 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 you know. And he was always complaining that he, he never felt rested. And really? Really, Mark? Yeah. And now, to this day, now I'm championing the rested effort. I was read up Charlie Francis, all these German, Russian sprinters, all this, that stuff. And they all came to the conclusion that if you wanted to improve absolute strength, or if you wanted to improve all-out speed, yeah, you had you had to generate a hundred percent effort when you're a hundred percent rested. Actually, a hundred one percent effort when a hundred percent effort. Yeah. If you generate a hundred percent effort when you're seventy-three percent rested, the results would be subpar. Yeah. Okay. So Mark in his incoherent way, taught me those two profound lessons. Number one, how little could you get by with and get super strong? I saw him deadlift 880 in the gym, buddy, oh. weighing 270. Oh my God. I, I called him up on his thousand pound squat when he, in the gym. It was, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He squatted, nine, he squatted 940 in the competition and we were disappointed. Seriously, seriously, Marty. Yeah. Didn't know that. I, I didn't. I didn't know the numbers. So those are the gifts that Mark gave me. Wow. I want to hear what Rich extracted from Mark as a bodybuilder. Um. <laughs> All right. I wish. Yeah. Yeah. You know his 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 um. Like like you know when it comes to training, I mean. Did, no, nothing. The no, thing, nothing. 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 Rich, the thing no. is, though, look how massive Mark was, and he, you couldn't have done any less, like like Marty said. But there, he was so massive from one set a week. I, I can't, I, I can't, I'm, I'm still in shock at that because I yeah. grew up in that era, you know, a volume trainers of uh, you know the Nautilus two sets to failure, uh, the Casey yeah. Beater, you know, what? going down to Deland, Florida, and. Being paid off by, you know, yeah. what's his name from Nautilus. Arthur Jones. And then sneaking out at night, going back to the gym and training, it came out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, Casey, to me, Casey was such a gifted bodybuilder. I think he could have been better than, and I think he used at best, if any supplementation, very little. I think if you put him on with these guys like Nick Walker uses this and that, he would have been freakishly freaky. Yeah, uh, Casey would have been. I mean, the youngest Mr. America, Mr. Universe, just gifted. But the story of him going down into land oh, and training no. at night, you no. know, just killed no. me. 
So, no. um, so with Mark, yeah, yeah. It was, like I said, I grew up in the era where more, you know, more is better. You know, people were doing, you know, 20 cents for back, you know, 20 cents for chest, you know, 15 cents for arms. You know, it, it was just volume. It was volume training back then. Yeah. Uh, Arnold was Rick, doing 700 uh, sets a week. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Mark's, to be honest and just be straightforward with you, Mark's influence with me was uh, and again I'm not sure how honest you want to be with the conversation but it's strictly had to do with pharmaceuticals hmm. he knew he knew pharmaceuticals beyond his years and I <laughs> one point I'm laughing at myself because I'm the smart guy I thought I was the smart guy I'm gonna you know attenuate what Mark is telling me, you know, modify what he's telling me because I know more than Mark. Well, you know what I ended, I ended up, and I don't know if Jimmy remembers, I ended up at GW Hospital, yep. super over hot, you know, super dehydrated. Right. Black. They, carried, they had to carry oh, you off the stage. They had to carry me. I, I was in such spasm muscular wise. I, I, I'm, I guess a testament to the strength of my heart that the cardio activity in my heart wasn't affected, but all because I did not listen to Mark after I had listened to him, I think two weeks earlier or something, and it worked perfectly. But all of a sudden I thought, Mr. Smart Guy, oh, I knew, knew more than Mark. And I'm laughing at myself now thinking, Rich, what an idiot you were. But Mark was so, to me, he wasn't a guy who, he wasn't a braggart. He wasn't no. someone, yeah, I know more than you, and I know more than everybody else. And, and I'm sure, Marty, you've seen in the history of the sport that you've been involved with as well. How many trainers have you seen tell you about how they trained this guy, they trained that guy, I know uh, this, I know that. You know what, go pound sand. No, you don't. Mark <laughs> yeah. was the antithesis of that. Mark right. never said any. If I asked him <laughs> questions, he'd give me information. If I didn't ask him information, he's not giving me answers. He Mark, wasn't Mark just, was, he, he wasn't, he was a great guy. Mark, Mark was unusual in that, even though he was a great power lifter. Yeah. He, he really wasn't into it. That's uh, an, you know, that is great, so interesting to hear. Another great, another great power lifter, a guy named Ken Fantano, was kind of the same way. Mark was just born to move. I mean, yes. he, he had the structure. Yes. He had the structure to hang a lot of muscle on. He had those yes. big ass dinosaur bones, yeah. right? I'm going to tell you, totally Neanderthal. Eight and a quarter inch wrist. Oh. Right. And a size eight head. <laughs> right. And big, thick bones. So, you know, he How about the size of it? Okay, one more thing. How about the size of his traps, Marty? JP, oh, yeah. I, JP, his traps. Yeah. His earlobes rested on his traps. I know for that's one big, set a week. That's how big and thick he was. <laughs> so, I swear to you, standing behind the counter at the gym down in Quincy, I'm going, "Who is this monster?" I mean, you know. And the thing is, that perspective, you had to like to walk around him, like when you go into a showroom at a car dealership. 
Yeah. Just a good appreciation of the car you're looking at. You got to walk around it to get the whole dimension of it. You know what, Richard? Uh, the funny you thing know, is, he, he probably Mark didn't was care. The same way. You, you can't appreciate it straight <laughs> up. The, the photographs, two dimensional, did not cut it for, for a bar. Yeah. You had to actually walk, and you know, Marty, this. You had oh, to yeah. walk around, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And no, oh, it's not you. And, and his. His gym was like oh. Rick's ca cafe in the movie Casablanca. It yes, cops yes, and, cops and criminals. Yes, but I love those kind of gyms. I hated uh, you know, being yeah. a bodybuilder and the whole West Coast mentality. I could not stand that whole frou frou, she she. Don't put any dust. Don't put any chalk <laughs> on the floor. Don't, don't stand on the bench. Equipment. Let's keep everything shiny. J JP, oh. JP. Yeah. Tell them your towel story. Oh man, got me, JJ. <laughs> yeah, it. it I, I almost had to resort to violence over this, but uh, you know, I, where, I always go to where, the gym. Where were you at? Where were you at? It was at. Uh, well, I was at a big chain gym in California. 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 I'm, I'm yeah. in yeah, Texas. What a surprise now. that was, Marty. Not. Yeah. So it would never fail. This this gal over there. She wasn't Pennsylvania. No, it wasn't Pennsylvania. She had like six or eight towels. She had like an arsenal of towels, you know, ready to go. And what she would do is she would go around and she would do a do a set and like a, a preacher curl or whatever, put the towel on it, reserve that one, go over to another machine, put the towel on. You would look throughout the gym and it was just like a um, it was like a, a confetti of towels that had just dropped on, you know, from the ceiling of the gym. What? And um yeah, I, I, I very close got to bringing one of those barbecue lighters yeah. into the gym and lighting her towels yeah. on fire. But I thought, <laughs> where the hell am I going to train if I do that? It'll kick me out. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So that, yeah, don't don't put towels all over the machines. Get get your set done and just move yeah, and yeah. get out of there. So people but you go to, you went to Mark's gym, you know. It's just a no bones gym. People just train. People don't, and, they, and Marty knows. Just you know, it boils down to the essence. Just pick it up and put it down. Pick up <laughs> iron and put it down. You know pick what? You get stronger picking up iron and putting pick it down. It up and put it down. I love that. You don't that. need anything That's, shiny. JP, you know, new T-shirt. Well, yeah, we got lots of opportunities for T-shirts from this one, but uh, you know, off, we got to get back on track with. With dieting here, speaking of uh, dieting and Mark Chalet, does anybody know what his diet was? I mean, well, he was just pounding the calories. He, he probably didn't care. He had none. Right? He, he ate whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted to. Yeah. But was he, he wasn't he a stuffer. No, he was not a stuffer. He wasn't a, he did not stuff his face. He wasn't, he was, he, he wasn't really into food. I mean, he, uh, a little bit, a little bit. I took him to some Chinese restaurants downtown for some <laughs> Let me tell you, brother. Was he was he we'll, we'll leaning on those offline sometimes? He, he was a massive down. guy, but did he, you know, how was his physique overall? Was he lean? Was he ask rich? It was just honestly, JP. I just I appreciate you know, I'm part of the mass monster mentality kind of thing. Yeah, I was always a big guy, it was always um yeah, to me, there's two groups of bodybuilders, the ones that walk around, you know freakishly ripped all the time but they're not they have no density right you no know, that's okay and you know it's and to me 
they've been dealt a bad hand because they can't put muscle mass on, but they have this great ability, metabolism, whatever you want to, however you want to call it. To be, you walk around, really, they, they maybe cut out a few things before a contest or something. But then you have the freak, like Dorian and, you know, Ronnie Coleman's and, you know, and Mark Schley was in that group, just the thick, just overly thick. And the thickness is just, you know, you, it's almost you can see the sinew, you know, through their skin, the density of it. It's just yeah, impressive. It's, it's just, to me, it's, it's impressive. To me, I know a lot of people are impressed by someone being like, you know, 2% body fat. To me, you can go to any third world nation and see, you know, 2% body fat. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's not, it's not hard. Just start. Just start. It's, it's that front you know, to you know back hard? density. You know what's hard? Put muscle on. Yeah. That's yeah. what's hard. Well, well being that he was such a mass bad. monster, yeah. Being that he was such a mass monster and uh, rich, yeah, but he wasn't. You, you are, know, he wasn't sloppy JP. He wasn't, you know, um, oh no, you know, disheveled. His, his physique didn't look disheveled. He just looked like something, you know. Honestly, and I mean this is a compliment, though. Truly, do something from you know, we're moving from. Early man to Neanderthalish. Neanderthals are small, so my anthropology. I'm mixing up the whole thing, but Rich, he was a thick guy. Rich, Mark was the missing link. See, to me, we can say that because we respect Mark, but I think people hear that will think that he must not be very bright. Oh no, that would be such a disservice. No, no, but he had a he had a simian structure you know he yes you know what you <laughs> used the term before silverback that does honestly guys it does characterize if you see a, a, a silverback the thickness that they have they have little waist basically but thickness muscle pouring out of them no, that was also, also, that also, was to also to take it a step further rich mark was long-armed short-legged yes yes you're right. Rich, did, that contributes Rich, to that look. Did did you ever did you ever think, well, you know, this guy's doing such minimal amount of he didn't uh, know. work. He's he didn't getting so know. damn big and strong. Did you ever consider like you know uh adapting to kind of some of his training philosophies uh, when it came to no, you know, be honest, his, as I think Jimmy just said, I was una- I was unaware. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't uh, adapt. They, Mark, they never uh, asked Mark each other. Mark Mark didn't care about how Rich trained. Rich didn't care about how Mark trained. Exactly. I were, thought you were hanging out with him at the gym or something. No, I don't no. know. Oh, oh, you know, he was in Clinton, Connecticut. Right. I mean, Clinton, Maryland. I'm in College Park, Maryland. Yeah. And uh, this I was mean, all he extended business. So many. He extended <laughs> so many services to me. Took care of me like tanning prior to body prior to my events. Free tanning, free use of everything, gave me things. He, you know, just a great human being. And so yeah. I would go down. It was never going on there just to hang out with Mark or even train there because I was, you know, it's too far away to go to train. So I mm-hmm. trained um, Capital Fitness in Riverdale, Maryland, real hole in the wall basement place. But, yeah, I remember that? Yeah. But again, I had all the, you know, Again, like I said, just pick it up, put it down. You put on muscle mass. I pick it up, put it down. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not difficult. Anyway, so I would just go visit Mark when, again, be bold, you know, bold face, tell you the truth, when I needed something. 
And I would yeah. go see Mark, and he, he always took care of me. And he oh, and I and I'm always like, I mean, curious. I think one of the best uh, features you can have uh, virtues is your curiosity. As people get older, they narrow their focus. They can look through a keyhole with both eyes, basically, because they have no more curiosity left. I have great curiosity every single day of things. And so going down and talking to Mark was, was such a curiosity to me. I never walked in and never walked out saying, well, oh, this was a wasted trip. Oh, this was boring. This wasn't, this wasn't good. Now, every time I walked out, I literally was shaking my head, walking to the car going like, Rich, are you kidding me? Look at this guy. And look what he just told you. It's sort of process that. And, and, the crew, it. And, and the crew of monsters that hang out there. You had oh, Don yeah, Mills. Yes, yes, yes. You had Don, Don Mills. Uh, yes, I remember Master Don Mills. Yes. Uh, Mark Dimaduck World Yeah, champion. I was there. Yeah, yeah. I was Bob there sometimes when those guys were there. Yes. Oh, my God. It was it, it and was like you said, Marty, that's where I met you. I met Mark. you there. Yeah. So, yeah, it uh, was, he. you know. It's funny how little things that you don't think are going to really be something that has any level of significance to you. That had a huge significance and impact, especially for me, because I was going from a very thick, how people always would, you know, more times people mistook me when I started as a powerlifter. No one ever said, are you a bodybuilder, Rich? No, they go, Rich, you a powerlifter. I just had that thickness to me. I go, no, no, I'm a bodybuilder. I mean, I didn't get angry about it, but just like, really, what's the fat or why are you saying that kind of thing? But anyway, so it took years to make that kind of change. But Mark was instrumental in guiding me, uh, you know, pharmaceutically, uh, supplement-wise, um, to make the changes needed to do that. And as they say with most a lot of athletes, a lot of times it's only a, a few percentage points that make a difference in your physique, in your strength in your lifts, in your pulls, whatever it is, to get to the next level. Mark well, was instrumental getting me from a regional level, I believe, because I came down here, I was already a regional champion in bodybuilding in the Northeast, but he got me to the national level, mm -hmm. an international level for that matter. But uh, he, he was, uh, yeah, and I, I never ever, but I never walked away downplaying it, saying, you know, yeah, it, you know, I don't, I don't really need, no, I needed Mark. I'd be mm -hmm. up straight up, straight up honest. So you came away not only smarter, but you'd been to the circus. Oh, <laughs> but see, I, I love that. Like Jimmy, oh, I, we love that kind of stuff. Yes. That's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. who was who was your mentor, nutritionally speaking? Who did who who was your Mark Chalet of nutrition? Uh, you know, honestly, way back. Yeah. Probably Springfield College. So in the beginning, huh? yeah, in the beginning, uh, did you get, your, more, did you get you know, your information this, from the mags initially? Did you pick up the I, you information know, I would read from them, like I would read them Iron with, Man or something? You know, I would read them with a level of apprehension. And it's funny that you asked that question because no one ever asked me. No one has ever asked me this question before. Uh, well, like if you asked Jim Steele, it was you. You were yeah, his mentor. Right. See, I, for, I honestly, you know, you know um, we got to remember where Rich went to school. I mean, he went to Springfield, correct, Rich? Yeah, but I, but I grew up in a little little town in New London, Connecticut. Yeah. So, 
you know, I was a big, I was a, I was a little fish. I was, I was a little fish in a little pond back in New London. Like, you know, I know it's a funny thing to say, but I trained the YMCA in Connecticut, New London, Connecticut. You know, steel workers and iron workers. That's the submarine. That's the submarine capital. That's correct. It's across the river. Yeah, Observe from that. But you know, I, yeah, I, in all up to, up to that point, the biggest move I ever made, ever made, for me, knowledge-wise, was moving to Springfield College, moving to Springfield, yeah. Mass. I learned when I first walked in, and I know it's a stupid thing to say, somewhat idiotic, but I chose Springfield as a graduate school. Want to know why? I went up to visit, and I walked into Central City Gym. Nice. Winter. Yeah. And I walked in, JP, Marty, in Springfield in the wintertime is cold. Guys were in jackets, gloves, hats. There was no heat. It was an old gas station that they converted to a Roger Ayuti. It's his name. Big Italian neighbor. uh, group up there, opened this gym called Central City Gym. The intensity, I swear to you, almost blew me out the door. I had to like hold on. To yeah, how, old, how old were you? How old were you? I was 20, uh, 25. 25. So that's when you really began to get around the, the guys that have been around, had, had maybe been competing already. You got some uh, yeah, I mean, I thought, nutritional I advice. And this and that in the city, but uh, I mean, in London, it wasn't until going into Central City Gym and being exposed to Jeff King, Richie Roy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bob Greskin, also, if you guys know the name from yeah, the sport of yeah. bodybuilding. Yeah. Bob trained, I mean, he as he knew, he mined a lot of talent out of Springfield, yeah. Massachusetts. Matt Dufresne, um, who I saw was a teenager, came to the gym at 16. He was like this skinny, tiny kid. Oh, who's this guy? And why is Bob with this guy? And, you know, I, Bob had this ability to see talent. When, when who saw talent? And Matt had to become Mr. America, Mr. Universe. Now, Rich, what, what time, what, what year was this? I'll tell you exactly when that was. That was eight, 1982. 1982. I was in Springfield from 1982 to 1984, two years. I learned more, Marty. I learned more in one year, and then let alone adding on to another year to finish because it was a two-year master's program for me at Springfield. Um, let's not forget the fact why I really was there for academics. But anyway, training in town, you know, with these Springfield knuckleheads was just it was it was just insanity. You know, it's just funny because people will think people will think. You mean you chose you chose that because of the gym? And when I, when we I go on vacation, first thing I do is look up where a good gym is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's exactly. so important. It's so important. <laughs> it, yeah, and it was to me back then because that was yeah. literally, you know, that was the you know that was the groundwork. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've certainly been training. I was a real strong guy in the snap all through there. But I was not. There was, you know, the whole work structure, moving That's- forward protocols. What I needed to do, you, you, how to eat, Rich, all of that was Rich, you know, these guys. You, Rich, you would see that same phenomenon at Marks. You know, some new guy would come in who was a big fish in his little small pond, right? 
Yeah. And then he'd walk he'd walk up the two flights of stairs, turn the corner by the desk, and walk into the main room. And he'd understand what a little sissy girl he really was. Exactly. Marty, tell, exactly. tell about the platforms, Marty. You had the deadlifters. How you had oh, yeah. eight hundred pound deadlifters on one four, platform? Yeah, you have you'd have four on one first day on deadlift day. You'd have four active platforms in the main room. Wow! You'd have the elevated platform, which was on the tires, and that was for the seven hundred plus guys. And then you know you'd have the you know whatever five to six hundred guys, right? Or six to seven hundred. Well, yeah, yeah. Start with, I mean, you had to have four. So you start with the four, you know, four hundred pound guys, right? That'd be on the first platform. They wouldn't yes. even have a platform. They'd be on the floor. Yeah. And then there'd be a platform, and that would be like the 500 to 600-pound guys, right? That's right. a pretty definitive club. And then the six to 700-pound guys, and then the 700-pound-plus guys would be yeah. on the elevated platform lifting with Mark. But all we, all we ever did, he didn't do... Anyway, we should, I've got to get back to the dieting, man. We're turning yeah, this yeah. into Ode to Mark okay. Chalet. Now, God... Yeah. That's right. what I was doing. I was yeah. we we're starting with Central City Gym where he started out. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. back, in man. the winter, in the winter where they, they didn't and in the winter on. And it was yeah. Yeah. I want to know which in 1982, you, you you walk into Central City Gym, you're about 25 years old. What advice do they start giving you as far as leaning out? Was cardio a thing back then for bodybuilders? Yeah, uh, yeah cardio yeah, cardio was. Honestly, though, Jim, I'm Marty, and JP, that one of my best features, even though on your on your podcast I do a lot of talking, I'm really good at listening. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at listening. I'm very good at absorbing information, processing it afterwards, storing it in my brain, but, you know, mulling it over. But the biggest thing I got was the dieting up there. And these guys... Ruskin tortured these guys. He literally tortured these guys with eating. I mean, they would have, I remember coming into the gym, black coffee. They're having a, a Tupperware with chicken breast, boiled chicken breast and broccoli several times a day. Mm. And he would shred these guys. He would shred these guys up. I mean, I, I remember Rick Sampson who went down and won the uh, uh, big show. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was the New England Bodybuilding Championships. No, Northeast uh, Bodybuilding Championships. And literally to be in that gym in Central City and see him transform from, he may have been 230, 240, and he went down to maybe 215. But I'm talking, I'm talking, he was see-through. But I'm going to tell you something, he literally, he limped, he dragged himself through the gym. And so to me, as I just rich, said, rich, rich, anybody rich, rich, can get, rich, anybody rich, can get ripped. Rich, rich. Isn't yeah. that isn't that just uh, uh, an amplification on the old Dave Draper fish and water diet? Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing in a little bit of vegetable. Yeah, yeah but Marty, the reason a little why bit that, of fiber, a little bit of yeah, fiber, of maybe. Course. But the reason maybe why that the, works is low calorie and low car low very low carbs, zero carbs. Yeah, and just how does that not work? It's, it's, it's prison camp diet. Yeah, right. right. That's what they do. What do they do in a prison camp? They underfeed and overwork. Yeah, right, right, right. That's that's so, yeah, so that's pre-competition, 
prep yeah, back then. Yeah, so, so getting back to JP. You. Yeah. The question about dieting. Uh, as I mentioned, the guy's name is uh, Chavez, C-H-A-V-E-Z. He's on Instagram. He's a nutritionist, and I, he, he has very sound advice. He comes out every day with somebody, and he sh- shows a video of someone who had posted something stupid. One of the things I saw yesterday, because I'm thinking about today's uh, podcast, this woman was advocating drinking hot water because hot water was going to help burn more body fat. This is going to raise your body temperature. Now, wait, now, wait, I got to add. A couple decades ago, Ellington Darden, PhD, was recommending drinking ice water. Yeah. I think the hot water thing works because, I mean, when uh, I was a kid, I used to drink out of the hose and it was scalding hot. I was ripped. That was was the worms you got from it. It was the the PCBs that were coming out. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go, JP. Yeah. Rich, what that... So you didn't realize until you got there that, oh, you got to suffer. You got to suffer for this. Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't realize the level level of of, uh, severity severity of of dieting. I I could train all day long. And and that's what I said. I was grateful to have inherited these great genes from my Sicilian parents. you know, the big, thick bone Italians and allow me to drape some good muscle on my, on my skeleton, but also the same mentality is same idea though. I now had to now shed that body fat that's associated with being the bigger, <laughs> thicker people. I mean, it's funny because you know, it's, it's hard. You, you get to the point and Rich, you've been there. And of course I've been there too, is you get the shuffles, man. You, you are literally, oh, yeah. and you and, you know, I've told this before, but outside of my office, there was a there was like three steps, four steps. And you go down into the weight room and I would say, I, I'm not walking down those steps until I have to. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, may, my- I tell, may, may I tell a rich story real quick? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That sparked a, that sparked a memory bubble. Yeah, really? Go ahead, Marty. Rich, we were at Chalet's one time and you were, I don't know, you were prepping for something. And we're just kind of leaning on the counter and you're talking and you mentioned that you said that your your body fat was so low that it hurt the bottom of your feet to walk for yes. any, <laughs> any length of time. Yeah. I never forgot that. I'm, yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, it just, yeah, Mike, yeah. And you know, by you going it, through it that, just, when, yeah. by Rich going through that, then I would call Rich or email or text and I'd say, I'm supposed to feel this bad, right? And Rich would yeah. say, the worse you feel, the better you look. This is yeah. it's a fact. Yeah. In bodybuilding. The better you look. But I can't. In bodybuilding. Ex- but but bodybuilding yeah. on the day they look their best is when they are their most feeble. They couldn't run. A pro couldn't run 25 yards without no, popping. You're right. You couldn't talk him into it, Marty. Marty, you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't say, hey, I'll give you two thousand dollars to and you'd be like, that's okay. I got a uh, squat tomorrow. Yeah. And, and and I'm not doing that. Yeah. Rich, know, I, Rich, Rich, when I worked for um, Muscle and Fitness, yeah. uh, I had back backstage passes to the Arnold, the Olympia, the Night yeah, of Champions, yeah. all of it, right? So you'd be backstage when these guys would walk off 
And I mean, they were sucking on oxygen. They were on the verge of collapse, you know? I yeah. mean, and those guts would come out. Yeah. That being, that being on stage, that's rough, man. Yeah. I just, yeah, it makes me, um, I don't know, I have, I have a lot of mixed feelings now about getting, do you miss, do you miss it? Um, you know, it's funny you say that. I would say probably up to maybe five years ago, I would say that. Because I tell, I tell my faith, my quote is, my only regret is that I didn't do it longer and harder. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Remember that I told you that, Jimmy. My yeah. regret was after my last contest, I would say, you know, I should have done it longer, harder. Right. You know, I just always, you know, it's that work mentality. As I tell Jimmy Steele. When you work in your training in the gym, you have to say to yourself, no one in America is training as hard as me today. Yeah. No one in America is dieting as hard as me today. Because if I get beat, I tell people, and I told Jimmy this, if you get beat, you can walk off and say, you know, I got beat because I got beat by someone with better genetics than me today. But I did all I but could. But I, I did not get outworked. I did yeah. not get out dieted. I just, I just did not have the genetic level that this other person had. No, the judges were so, stupid. <laughs> anyway, so you know, as I've gotten, old, you know, Marty, I'm not sure, but as I've gotten older, I guess maybe more. Um, I don't. I trust my. I don't. First off, I, I need to first preface this by saying I have zero regrets, and also still of the mentality. I wish I'd done it longer and harder. But at this point now, probably a more a better question to me is. How is it? How important is it to me right now? And it's just not anymore. Some of the different stage of my life, obviously. Oh God, you just get tired of it after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But yesterday I was at the gym, and I do, I do my high rep sets. I do thirty. Yeah. As the Jimmy, when yeah. I told Jimmy this, I, I do thirty. I I'll do a workout with thirty rep sets. Yeah. With maybe, maybe fifteen to thirty second rest. Thirty seconds is a long time rest between sets so i literally go to chest and back in, six, in your, you know, in six your, exercises you're rich in your world that's a long time yeah 30 seconds is like nothing <laughs> not right, yeah, not that's crazy world. rich yeah to yeah, me crazy. yeah to me i'm looking because i wear you know i wear the eye watch got set on my got it set on my uh workout looking at the time looking at heart rates and, are you looking uh, for a cardio effect from your weight no training, no because right? there, i you know i don't believe there's a cardio effect but I want, what I want to do, Marty, honestly, why I do this particular workout, it allows me to hit muscle failure within the muscle belly itself without putting that kind of deferring that tension onto the connective tissue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like you know what I'm that. Saying? How, how, the how muscle will recover. Um, it won't recover enough that right away I jump into another set, but the weight's not heavy enough to put any stress on my connective tissue. I like that. You're right. How how, yeah. how many times a week are you training? How long are your sessions? I you know what I train. I'm training weights three times a week. I'm going like every other day, and um, two of the workouts are five sets um, exercise of uh, five sets uh, per exercise, two two to three warm sets and two hard sets. To muscle fatigue, uh, the last time, fatigue. yeah, the last two sets of each exercise of five sets, 
And how, uh, long, how, how long duration? What do you mean? What do you mean? Session, session length. Oh, how long does it last? 45 yeah, minutes. Maybe. Okay. But the one like yesterday lasts about 20 minutes, probably. But understand, this is the only rest I have is putting the cables down, put the dumbbells down, and then right. you back down and picking it back up again. <laughs> it's so my heart rate says elevated, but I'm not, again, not like I'm not getting a cardiovascular uh, effect. I realize that because it's not easy to pick it up. Muscles are you, do, do that. are you doing are you doing any formal cardio? Oh, I do cardio every single day. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I write this thing. I I have you can see if I can I shoot a picture of the wall. I have a chart on the wall. I, I charted everything, all my workouts as well. But I do 45 minutes of cardio every day, Marty. I don't oh, I try you, not to miss a day. Do you do the faster cardio? I will go, I will go sometimes a month without missing a day. Do you do the fasted cardio, Rich? Oh, yeah, of course. Do you believe in it? Why don't you oh, explain, yeah, why, why you explain that? Explain that to the to the folks. Okay. This is a very, very important con two, two things to go along with, with this mentality. I want to, with the cardiovascular segment of your training program, you want to use cardio to burn the most body fat possible. So two things. You can either train in a fed state, which means you've had a meal, blood glucose levels go up, you different enzymes are in effect, hormonally it changes your body environment, basically. Or you could exercise, do cardio in a fasted state where you have a you have a your blood glucose level is at a constant 60 to 80 milligrams. And uh, you will look at as a fasted state versus a fed state. It's so amazing that the environment that your body perceives that you're exercising in. If you're in a fasted state, it's going to burn more carbs because carbs are available and they're easy to burn, simple. But if you're in a fasted state and carbs are not available, you haven't had a meal in eight to 10 hours, then what happens? It now will mobilize the free fatty acid. It'll break down the triglyceride tree to a, the uh, three free fatty acids, mobilize those free fatty acids, and now use those fatty acids to contribute to fuel. So rich, the, rich, rich, rich. Let me just ask: could, Is it so? So, okay. Could we say once the body, like if you wake up and you have a little residual glycogen left, so you would burn that off. Once the glycogen is gone, is body fat the second favored fuel? Yes, but I say that hesitantly because you—it's it, not like a switch. It switches one to the next, to the next, to the next. It's okay. more of a contribution during that calorie burn, if, if that's okay. a way to or energy expenditure, basically. What's contributing energy there at that point? Primarily, when you first start, people should realize at steady state. For all of us sitting here right now, what's the primary energy being used? What's being burned right now? Fat. You look at what's called RQ, respiratory quotient. RQ ranges from 0.7 to 1.0. Well, Rich, that's a very small range. Yeah, but it tells a lot about what's going on in, you know, internally for us. At 0.7, we're burning fat. So then people say, well, Rich, we're burning fat. Then why am I fat? Because we're not burning that much fat. But you're not burning that many calories sitting in your ass all the time. Right. 
So as soon as you start exercising, that RQ, respiratory quotient, or it's also called respiratory exchange ratio, will now move up from 0.7 to 0.8 to 0.9. What's that indicative of? It's indicative of burning, you're mobilizing and burning carbs. Blood glucose, glucose is circulating in circulating glucose levels, which now is it starts to drop. You're mobilizing glucose where? Out of the glycogen in your muscles and in your liver. That'll now raise blood glucose levels to sustain the beginning of a cardio workout. Once you hit steady state on a on cardio or you're running or you're on a treadmill, whatever you're doing, steady state exercise. Oxygen supply equals oxygen demand. Steady state exercise is defined by that idea. Once you reach steady state, what happens to RQ? Oh, wait a minute. Goes from 0 0.9, 0 0.8, 0 0.7 again. So now you're burning primarily fat again. But how much fat? Oh, well, a lot because you're exercising. So therefore, in a fasted state, you are going to start sooner burning fat, carb, I'm sorry, fats, triglycerides, free fatty acids, whatever you want to, however you want to call this right now, versus carbs. If carbs are available, they're going to, your body, it's simple. It's a six carbon molecule, C6. It's going to burn carbs all day long. It's, the body does things the easiest way. Like Jimmy said, I have to look at those three steps. Is it really worth me walking up those three steps right now? I'm so exhausted. That's Marty's, that's, that's Jimmy's body saying, yeah, we're not going to do that. That's not really efficient right now. We need to conserve calories and energy. So Jimmy says, I'm sitting down. Yeah. Like if the phone rings and he has a hard time reaching that phone, he'll do well, is that worth answering this phone right now? I don't know if I can reach and grab it right now. Trust me, we've all been there who died of this hard. Yeah. So caloric expenditure, caloric, you know, conservation is playing a big role in this process. So yes, Marty, I do exercise in a fasted state. But remember, I've talked about this several episodes ago. What's the second biggest factor burning fat? It's certainly it's corroborated with reams of research in the medical field and in, in, in our scientific evidence with exercise fits. Drinking Rich, let me ask coffee, you. caffeine. Yeah, Remember yeah, talk about that. Caffeine blocks the rate-limiting enzyme of glycolysis called phosphodiesterase. If caffeine blocks the rate-limiting enzyme of glycolysis, what happens to glycolysis? It shuts down. That means we can't, the body can't burn carbs. Says, whoa, 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 but yeah, but you're still running away from these dinosaurs. Of course, I'm mixing epochs right now. Running away from dinosaurs and animals and need to get away. Yeah, but we need energy. Well, okay, you know what? This caffeine, because it blocked the phosphodiesterase weight-limiting enzyme of glycolysis, now causes the mobilization of those triglycerides into free fatty acids out of those fat cells and now we'll use that as fuel. You should go. There's evidence that shows people that exercise with caffeine versus no caffeine, the caffeine subjects lose more weight. I got a question about that, though. Okay. Now, this happens to me. All right. So I walk about two and a half miles a day. So I do fasted cardio. Yes. And I'll, I'll have the cup of coffee. Now, I'm known to get, um, you know, my, my blood sugar can can uh, start to lower on me and I start to get really, really hungry. So and from what I've read too, the coffee can really be the um, 
be the cause of the, the lower blood sugar. Um, so for those that have that situation, and, and when, sometimes when I come home, I'll just want to eat everything in the house because my blood sugar is low. I have this tremendous hunger that comes on. What can I do in that situation? I don't want to uh, not have the coffee because what you just explained, right. is there anything I can do? People that are subject to uh, decreased blood sugar while they're, they're, they're doing their cardio. Mm. Suck it up, man. <laughs> well, yeah, no, Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy, you and I are on the same page. You and I are on the same page. You read my mind. You read my mind. Sometimes you can't Jimmy, suck that up because I mean, I'm so glad you said it because I don't know JP well enough to say that. Well, especially but after the weight protein. You know I was thinking that. I would. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking too. But you you can't ignore it because it it, it comes on. Jimmy, go ahead, tell him. <laughs> well, Jimmy, JP, ahead, as soon as you me. as soon as you can, as soon as you do get done, now you can have your meal. You know, yeah, now yeah. you can have your your rice or your oatmeal your and, potato, and your right, oatmeal chicken whatever. or whatever, and then that'll and that all. and I would add toppling over is sort of a badge of honor. Yeah, no question. Right, like puking, like puking after a set of squats. Yes, right? uh, yes, yeah, yeah. But you know, okay. I thought, I thought that, <laughs> hey, Rich. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. that caffeine, ephedrine, all that slowed uh, gastric em emptying, so you wouldn't feel hungry. That's what I always felt. Right, I don't you, feel I, it, it does. Caffeine actually does to, curb appetite. Yeah, to appetite. Caffeine, to be honest, is an appetite suppressant. Yeah. Suppressant, but, yeah. But it can help lower. It can uh, lead you know, to I don't, lowering honestly, of the blood sugar. I don't honestly. I will for after this today look at that research how it does affect uh, blood glucose levels. And I'm not saying it does not. I'm right. I just not. This is the first time I've ever heard that. So my only thing was for those people that now I have this problem once in a, a, a great while, but I would imagine there's people that have this happen every day. So what is the solution? Can they simply not drink the coffee? Uh, does it make that much of a difference or do they have to, you know, if you're doing uh, fasted cardio, is the coffee an absolute must or could you maybe have tea or, you know, or just suck it up? Jimmy. <laughs> Or just fall over halfway through. Yeah, you are the, you, oh my God. So, so JP, if you came to me and you said that, I would say, okay, we're going to have 50 grams of white rice or something like that before you get started. And, you know, you'll burn that off pretty fast. Maybe it'll stave off some of that, uh, you know. Honestly, that, I go, I go, my recommendation should be a little bit different here with that, JP. Um, you want something that's absorbed quickly and it's going to deliver, you know, a, you know, a punch basically of, you know, glucose. Maybe you know, like a drink. Tea, right? you know, apple juice. Okay. Grape juice. Okay. I'm looking for something that's a simple sugar and does not have to be broken down digestion wise. Jimmy, you're correct. What, you know, white rice will do that, but because it has to go through a digestive process. Right. Um, doing. The you'll feel a significant difference with it, but understand when you do the biggest, I mean, the message here has to be, has to be understood. As soon as you put that into your body, 
you stop. You immediately, right. it's like putting a wrench into the tire, the wheel of your bicycle as you spin it. Right. It, so now you your body's saying, I have to into deal the wheel. With this. It yeah. stops the wheel. Right. Yeah. So you're not going to yeah. say, you can't think, <clears throat> excuse me, please don't. The take home message is not to, well, if I only have six ounces of grape juice or apple juice, then I can still keep burning body fat. No, 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 you've stopped. Understand. So, 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 you're, so you're, 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 the fat burning effect of your subsequent cardio session is thrown out the window. Thank you, Marty. Okay. So what, what if I was to take like a handful of grapes with me uh, on my cardio uh, walk or whatever, just in case. So I guess, you know, if I get the low blood sugar and I down these, these uh, grapes it, instantly, same as you were but just again, saying, no, I mean, that, yeah, the Pete, fat burning yeah, stops. I, no, I, I don't want you to use, I don't want to go to, if you're asking me what's the best way, what's restorative to get your blood glucose out of the basement and back to uh, a level that you can function on, then mm -hmm. grapes are not, your, are, not, are, not going, are not going to be my recommendation. Keep in your pocket a, um, you know, Jimmy's at kids and you know, one of those little sippy cups or whatever you have with the you poke the straw. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you poke the straw through it kind of yes, thing. Yes, yes. Put one yeah. of those in your pocket. Oh, what? Yeah, what do you call those? Uh, that's it. What, whatever that's called. But um, yeah, put one of those in your pocket. <laughs> or even, you know what? Yeah. If you want, but again, it's not. It's again, it's a great marketing. <clears throat> excuse me, it's a great marketing tool by the company. The one that sells that goop you squeeze that runners yeah. use. Yeah. All right. yeah, you want to put something like that light in your pocket because it's light? I mean, I get the runners. I mean, for sure. Yeah. You know, a marathon, a but, guy who's running two hours, you know, in a marathon, yeah. yeah. And but just to clarify, Rich. and weighs yeah. 120 pounds, yeah, he needs some carbs. But just to clarify real quick, the minute I do that, even if I'm halfway or three quarters done with my, my uh, walk, that is when the fat burning stops. The minute I yeah. ingest anything like that, I'm done. Yeah, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you will, you will right. metabolically. It's amazing how quickly metabolically our bodies can switch over like that. But you have to think about it, it switches over quickly because then yeah. when you need a fuel source, but also the fact that the absorption of the again, I'm thinking this is an acute situation that needs to be dealt with. That's why I'm saying the uh, grape juice, apple juice option, or the those sippy cups that the kids use. Uh, sippy cups. Hey, can we? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yeah. We'll end, end on sippy cups. Uh, if I have this is the first of July, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. July first. I'm looking to take ten weeks to get in shape. Uh, uh, and again, we'll, we'll pick. We'll let the Jim pick a hypothetical individual height weight i don't know whatever 510 yeah. or 200 pound business lawyer sits around used to be an athlete 30 pounds overweight comes to you said hey what can i do in 10 weeks what would you and again have access to all the gear and you know a little bit of lifting knowledge been maybe doing kind of the ymca level kind of machine training yeah comes to you again 5'10", 200, should be weighing 170, really, you know what I yeah. mean? 
Yeah. So, and he's 40 years old, no issues. So he's going to commit to you for 10 weeks. What would you first off say is realistic expectations in terms of body weight? Who are you asking me? Yeah, you. I'm asking uh, okay. Rick. Okay, um, if I can, to give you some idea of the gravity of the question you're asking and the answer that I'm going to deliver is that, and I know Marty, you and I have been on this plan, planet a long time, this piece of rock, <laughs> and uh, we've seen about everything. Yeah. Uh, out of all the years of doing this, over 30 plus years, the number, the success that I see, the good news is I'm an optimistic guy. I always think things are going to right themselves. So, so having said that, uh, having said very, that. Little, very little, what's the success rate? Very little. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, I know I exactly that. what Rich does because I've yeah. called him and said, okay, I got this person I'm training. Yeah. Da, da, da. What's her dieting experience? Can, can she suffer? Can can she go through what you what I put you through? And then if can not, she suffer. If not, Rich will say, "Okay, we're going to add some carbs. We're going to do this. We're going to, yeah. you know, we're going to 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 get them." His question to me, I'm like, Rich, you know, uh, this girl is, is faltering, and I, I don't know. He goes, "Is she going to quit if we don't make give her some more food?" Right, exactly. And and you have to know psychologically psychologically like, yeah yeah like rich went rich played college football he played minor league football he suffered in two a days three a days done all this stuff he's dropped weight to this so rich has an experience on what that feels like yeah. you know i remember one time rich no, had me on the boy, rich, yeah. rich had me on a tuna and water uh for six weeks and <laughs> and cabbage ah. tuna water cabbage Woo! six weeks uh and well, we played that, that cabbage didn't you that cabbage tasted delicious it did. And with it, a little did, it does. But I was on the sideline. Of, I was, a, you know, head strength coach and I'm in charge of the sideline. And, uh, and I did not smile. I remember I did not smile for four hours because <laughs> I was so hungry. And everybody was like, what's wrong with steel? And I feel like saying you could never do this. OK, so I don't feel like smiling. But and then I had to do another hour of cardio. It was about 11 o'clock at night. I got dropped off at the field house. I did my hour of cardio. But. That's the kind of like you don't feel like peddling one revolution, right? Not one revolution. You look at it and you go sixty minutes, and you and you're at you think you've gone thirty, and you're at fifty eight. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> and so that's one level. That's one level that you know of experience dieting, and then you yeah, got yeah. the person Marty, maybe the, the guy you you're talking about. Rich needs to break him in a little more slowly because they'll quit right away. People oh yeah, like they're hungry. You know, yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what you're saying is there is no cookie cutter solution to a generalized question because everybody's different. You know, Marty, I, I, I do, I, I know, I, I hear that, and I hear you saying that, and but I don't also want that to resonate with our audience. And therefore, give them a reason to believe <laughs> yeah. that they're different and they need something different. Right. Well, I, I, don't believe, I don't believe that. I think metabolically, it's like someone I see. I know you've probably seen this. 
you know, eat, you know, eating based on your blood type. Are you kidding me? There's <laughs> someone actually, someone actually wrote a book, eating for your blood type. Snap out of it. Put a rubber band around your head. Just snap out of it. Out of it. Eat for your blood type. Never even heard that. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Oh, oh yeah. no, my oh, wife. My, my, yeah, I, yeah, I've heard it. It's just yeah. nuts. Anyway, metabolically, <laughs> we're all we're all part. Of, we're part of the same species here. Are there gender differences? Yeah, but that's because there's some hormonal differences. Endocrine. There's amount of muscle mass that's different. Density of it. Um, but when it comes when it comes it distills down. Jimmy's trained. His wife's trained. Jimmy knows this. To Rich. me, I never trained. I never trained women or men differently. Rich, this is, this is rich, rich. Yeah. This is the same. Uh, this is the same bitch I have with the phrase "hard gainer." Say what now? A hard, hard gainer. Do you know that phrase, "hard gainer"? Hard gainer, yes. It so it, it sort of gives it insinuates it insinuates yeah. that somehow or another you are deficient. <laughs> Exactly. Compared to the rest of the species, you you. Have, you are different. Yeah. You're a hard gainer. It's harder for you, and it's what a what a I don't know. It just uh, never set right with me. I Marty. I guess I, I, may, I guess that makes us easy gainers. Yeah, but see, that's it. That's the same thing. Does that just? And it's funny. I'm glad you use that term, Marty. It's a great term, and it's so applicable right now in our field of strength bodybuilding, muscle building, what have you right now, because it only applies, and it's so strange to me, why does that term only apply to strength slash muscle building? Why doesn't it apply to, because my daughter, as, as Jimmy knows, he saw me with my daughter Katie up at Penn several times for track meets. Yeah. Why don't we use that with track athletes? Well, you know, you know, my daughter's a hard gainer on the track. She yeah. has a hard time making gains. You know what? Yeah. Because people already know genetically, Either you're fast, like the wind, or you're not. Right. Or when you play tennis, why does someone say, you know, that guy or that woman, they're a hard gainer on the tennis court. Yeah. They have a hard time making gains. What? Yeah. No, either you're yeah. genetically suited for that activity or you're not. Right. So people, are, and Marty knows, I mean, Jimmy knows this. We've seen the guys that walk in the gym, you know, and Marty, you've been out there, you've been out there seeing the freaks. You know, in California at the at the Arnold and the all the pro shows, you've seen these guys. They're yeah, like they're, they're freak shows. Do you actually think someone can walk? Do you think those guys train any hard? Anybody else? No, they can. And I, I use this analogy with people. I said, like like uh, Jeff King at, at uh, when I was at Springfield. I swear, when Jeff walks by a weight stack, a stack of dumbbells, muscle jumps on his bones. Yeah. <laughs> that's just you know what that's just genetics just yeah. face up to the fact that either you're going to be a strong guy like you marty and mark chalet no i was a muscular I, guy I, like Ronnie i was dorian yates or you're uh, going to be skinny like you know you're going to be a sprinter like usain bolt you think usain rich, bolt was a hard gainer rich I, I i am not i was not in that class i was like a, a physiologic overachiever yeah, but, yeah, but right. you would have never known it. Well, Marty, you would have never known achieved. it if you didn't. Marty, you still achieved, it. though. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you but did, I though, was Marty. Not, you I was not. Yeah, yeah, I did. I wanna, you did I'm achieve, a, yes. I'm a, 
You were certainly oh, in a I'm a, tiny, I'm a tiny uh, IPF uh, World Masters champion. Yes, yeah, so, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I had to think about it. You were not a hard gainer. <laughs> I was an gainer. easy gainer. You were a gainer. A, yeah, I was a gainer. That's right. Yeah. I wasn't an yeah. easy gainer. I so wasn't so a hard amazing. gainer. And I'm glad I'm going to use this. I was a gainer. Yeah, I'm going to use this term now because it's so interesting that in our field, people will call themselves hard gainers. No, yes. you're just genetically not suited to, you know, to walk the planet with that kind of muscle mass. Or you're not yeah, doing the work. Not. Yeah. Or you're not doing the work. Hey, Rich, there's a, um, you know, weight loss is such a big business. Um, you know, there's a lot, you watch TV and you see all these big box uh, weight loss warehouses or whatever you want to call them. Uh, everybody seems to be happy on there, smiling, jumping around. There's beautiful food on there. How unrealistic is all this? I mean, today we're talking about all the suffering and pain that has to go on and this right. mentality you have to have. I mean, are these people really uh, successfully losing weight and maintaining no. it? Or what's going on? No, they might these? lose weight for a couple of weeks and then, they just, and then systematically gain it right back. What's their strategy, you know, JP, though? If, if, JP, if the whole programs worked, There'd be no more new programs on TV. Right, I'm not, right. I'm not JP, because JP, one, one, one JP, program would work, and that would be yeah. it. JP, their strategy is every meal is 500 calories. So yeah, you take three three meals in a day. You've taken in 1,500 calories of their terrible artificial yes. yeah. industry food. That's right, Marty. That's correct. Chemi chemicalized poison. Yeah. Uh, so you take in 1500 calories a day, you hang with it for whatever, 12 days. Well, guess what? You're going to lose weight. Yeah. That's right. lose it's not sciencey. It's not, it's yeah. not, uh, it's nothing it's control, they're, they're control the portions. Hey, we're going to give you chocolate cake and pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all junk. And it's funny because the trickery that goes on with uh, oh. these commercials, they, oh, they blow sure. up like, uh, like a sandwich or a meal or something, it takes up the whole size of the screen, and you. Yeah, go, I know, oh, right? That's a lot of food. I have noticed that too. <laughs> and when was the last time you saw anybody that was not attractive in those commercials? Yeah, I mean, they're all actors, JP. They're all actors, good-looking human beings, marketing these products. Yeah, no it's way. big business. Really? What? But so, no, no, to get back, so to get back, let's get let's dial it back to what what JP. Uh, talked about and some of the myths the biggest thing is anything other than let's just make a blanket statement i i think we should make a position statement for iron company that anything outside the realm of systematically being involved with as marty would say jimmy says jp as well all whole foods you know you know, watch your carbs, watch your calories, have good fats, do your cardio. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of cardio every day. Don't be a maniac like me, maybe do it six times a week then, but you need to burn calories every day. You need to move your body every single day. Uh, you need to do some weight training to maintain muscle mass. You don't want to lose muscle mass while you're dieting. Or to, or I should say you, want to lose, you don't want to lose significant amount of muscle mass while you're dieting. Um, for the secrets and the things you see on TV and all, look at that with a you know, <clears throat> you know, with the stink eye and say, yeah, I suspect that. Mm -hmm. you know, hey, most, Rich. Yeah, Rich, can you talk for a minute about intermittent fasting? Yeah, well, I mean, that's just again another simple term. It's funny. I was um, 
I was talking to a guy who a lot of people will, will eavesdrop on my conversations. When also, as Jimmy would tell you, I'm a very loud talker as well, though, so it's not complicated, <laughs> not hard to eavesdrop on Rich's conversations. But I saw a guy yesterday that 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago now, because Rich, remember we were sitting outside in front of this gym and um, you were talking to this one, Margo, which I don't remember, but I do remember the context of it once you reminded me. Because remember, you were talking to her about fasting. Because you were on the you were on the intermittent fasting before it even got any kind of press. I said, Brian, it's just science. It's right. just science. Mar- Marty, you know it. It's just science. Yep. You yep. get yourself into a fasted state, you're going to drop significant amount of body fat. It's, a, it's, it's not that complicated. Rich, and, and so and I remember, would tell him, I said, but, if but, you do it that. Was so counter, it was so counterintuitive, Rich. Remember, uh, breakfast was the most important meal of the day. Yes. Yeah. You know what, Jim? You know what, Marty, though? I think that was started by, again, a sinister, again, I'm an optimist, so it's hard for me to have a sinister mentality, but I think it's the sinister mentality of me is that, you know, the egg, you know, the dairy farmers, egg farmers. Right, right. People that Some make products, right. cereals wanted to emphasize the fact that, you know, breakfast is the most important meal. And they pounded the public with that since, what, the 1940s, 50s, whatever. Yeah, the cereal. The medical community supported them. Yeah, but ask how many, yeah, how many doctors take nutrition classes in college. Were, the nutrition classes are not mandatory in college, in med school. Yeah, so, they give out a lot of advice. Yeah, they give out a lot of advice what? based on just the fact because they're doing MD. What is a uh, what is a uh, reasonable uh, you know uh, intermittent fat intermittent fasting layout that uh, you know most people could adhere to and get good results and just make it part of their their life? I you know honestly, JP, I think it's um, I think the again, it's, I'm simple system always satisfies me. Sim- just distill it down to being simple, not complicated. So having said that, get up in the morning. Let's start, let's start from the morning, daybreak. Get up in the morning, whatever you take vitamins, people take meds, whatever you got going on in your life. <clears throat> make yourself some tea, make yourself some coffee, whatever you want. Black, black coffee, black, you know, regular tea. Have that, have a couple cups of that. Get your, you know, Increases, you know, acuity, mental acuity. Caffeine does that, helps mobilize the fats. And then within the next hour or so, I would recommend doing 20 to 30 minutes of cardio, getting started with that. And then go through, skip. And and Rich, real real quick, we want them to break sweat. Yes. We want them to break sweat. And also, that's, that's, that's critical. Also you got to break sweat. You got to break sweat, people. Yeah, it's a misconception. It's also to me a uh, misconception to think that we can get on cardio and just stroll. No, it has to be. Again, like Jimmy would say, it has to be. It has to be annoying. <laughs> it has to be annoying. If it's not annoying, then you know it's really not working for you. It's not going to do what it what it needs to do. So, yeah. Marty, that's a very good point. I'm glad you interjected with that. But yeah, so you need to do that. To me, you've already blown through breakfast. So they, there you go. That's JP. That's one meal already knocked out of the way. You, you're done with no, no need. And then come like lunch. And my biggest thing is everyone, 
that asks me about this, the first thing they say, but Rich, I'm starving at lunchtime. I said, no, first of all, you need to have a sit down, a heart to heart talk with yourself. Number one, <laughs> there's a difference between appetite and hunger. Appetite means, you know what? I have a choice for lunch. I don't really want chicken breast with broccoli. I want pizza or I want Thai, you know, Szechuan chicken or something. That's appetite. That's what that is. Hunger is going a week. And I've done this myself recently. You know, I do every once in a while. I do experiment with things. So I'll go five, 10 days. I know it's hard to believe. I know JP, you'd, you'd have a hard time believing me too. Without eating, without eating and without any food. And you all oh, wish that must be so hard. No, it's actually not. Your body's, our species has survived this long on a planet, though in the history of the planet, we, we've been a speck of time, but still we have, we have survived. We've survived on no food for a long time through fires and famines and, you know, whatever, droughts, whatever have you, we have. So first I'll be allowed to say, you have to get through, you, the most important thing is people have to get through lunch. And I find that's where most people will fail. They can get through breakfast. But a lot of folks just cannot wrap their brain around the fact that they are not starving. Maybe, maybe a glucose, but then it gets expensive. But again, it gets complicated. I'm trying not to make complicated. If you can function, you can walk. To me, if you can get up out of your desk, off your desk, walk outside, walk around, walk down your hallway. It's not about being outside, but if you can walk around, your blood glucose level is functioning. You're functional. As Jimmy will tell you, if you can't, if the, you have to question whether you go walk up those stairs or not, then you have to say to yourself, yeah, I think my blood glucose is as low as it can get right now. Yeah. But if you, can, if you can get up off your desk and walk out and tell me you're starving, yet you're walking down the street trying to find out what you can eat because <laughs> you're starving, you're not really starving. Rich, I think there's a connection here between what we were talking about earlier about sort of the, the sparseness of, of serious fat-burning dieting and the intermittent fasting, which is, again, it's based on deprivation, getting in touch with hunger. Yeah. Right? You're right. Yeah. And you know what? People, yeah. people are not in touch with hunger they yeah. they satiate all the time and the machinery never has a chance to cleanse itself yeah it's always over, you know marty you say such you say such profound things to me you said make great statements and think about that humans are satiating themselves with they go to see the psychiatrists psychologists they're satiating themselves with what mind-numbing drugs how many of my clients take xanax and all this other bullshit, like what? Yeah. And then what, what do people do when they get home from work? They satiate with alcohol. Yep. So it's all wonderful. they're doing is satiating and numbing themselves to reality. And like right. Marty, to your point, get in touch with it, with, with hunger. Feel, yeah. feel real. Yeah, try to, yeah. Ben, I mean, we're living, uh, we, oh, not oh, since what the, what the, um, uh, the depression. This country rich, doesn't know hunger. Rich, rich, you're gonna love this. Another thought bubble. Jim, tim Belknap. It's a Tim Belknap quote. Tell me, tell me. He said, if if you're in hard dieting, 
in the final phases and you take a bite of an apple, if that apple doesn't taste like the most delicious apple and the most delicious food you've ever eaten in your life, you're not doing it. There you go. See, again, that's what you, again, JP, just what Marty is saying, people need to get through the first three, then five days, then 10 days. Yeah. And then as Marty said, if they have that experience with an apple, they're doing the right thing. But if yeah. they get to like day three or day five or day 10, and they're trying to decide between an apple, a baked potato, sweet potato, pizza. maybe brown rice, pizza. 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 But they're not, they're not really dieting, JP. Yeah. Now, okay. when you when you go the five days without food, what is your main motivation for doing that? It's not, is, is, is it for leaning out? Is it for mind, you know, strengthening well, your mind, the suffering part of this whole thing? You know, what, two, what are you doing uh, for? A couple of, um, the discipline stuff, that's, that, that doesn't matter to me anymore because I've, I've done that. Been there, done that. I've, you know, how many condos have I starved for, dieted through, trained through, whatever. So that's you never the that. motivation. You are it's, that. It's you more, are that. It's more to drop body fat. And also, honestly, as I'm getting older, I'm going to be straight up honest with you guys. It's about just staying really healthy. And I think by not eating and going days without eating, What's it doing? It's resting my liver, resting my GI tract. It's resting all my organs. My body is resting. Things are the machinery that has to work every day is not where is not being taxed. So I go through now days where whoa, my sense of clarity, calmness, feeling just good, energized. Yeah, yeah, energized. Yeah. And Rich, also we detoxify, right? Yes, it's called autophagy. And by using the term autophagy means what it does is our bodies, how interesting, how efficient our bodies are. It will go along now during a period of time when you don't eat for two, three, five days. It'll go through your body and start eating up all these damaged cells Ooh. and get rid of all those damaged cells. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's pretty I, cool. But but back in the day, you couldn't have done this stuff. Better reason not to eat. You couldn't have done this all this stuff back in the day when you were when you were lifting and competing and all this no. stuff. So you kind of have to wait if you're an athletic person or bodybuilder, powerlifter, whatever. That isn't something that you can do well, you know, while honestly, you're JP, doing all I, that. You know, re, you know, rethinking this right now. I wished back in the day. That I would have fasted for 24 straight hours once a week. I don't think your I don't think your mind would have let you do that because you would be imagining your muscles just shrinking and no, and... I was I was never that guy. I was never the guy that bought into um, these um, uh, myths. I, again, using your word, myths. I don't mm-hmm. I don't buy into those myths. I just uh, I was never that guy. You know, yeah. I always had enough honestly. No bones about it, but I never had a guy come up to me and say, "Well, Rich, you're looking really small today." <laughs> that never really, happened. you know, JP. That never really happened. Yeah. So I was never really in danger of. I was always in danger of wearing posing trunks and not being super ripped. That bothered me. That scared. Me. Yeah. And so to fast one whole day, knowing what I know now, JP, I would have done it even my bodybuilding days. I would have thought. 
Can you imagine what I would have woke? So I started to say, I have a cheat meal on Sunday, Monday fast from Monday morning to Tuesday morning. Can you imagine what I would have? I mean, Jimmy can empathize with me. Yeah. Can you imagine what we would have looked like on Tuesday morning, Jimmy? Yes, yes. I mean, vascular, hard, <laughs> round, full muscles. Are you kidding? That, that's, a, that's perfect, J, JP. I love it. So, yeah. So, but I love, again, that's what brought me this, this whole idea and also my choice of academic uh, pursuit was how stunning and crazy these bodies that we have, how we can see changes in 6, 8, 10, 12 hours, let alone 24, 36, 48 hours. So it's incredible. It's a body is an incredible self healing mechanism. Yes, if you give it a chance. Yeah. An asterisk to that. If you give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Here's a here's a good comment. The big spine expert Stu McGill. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. Okay. Yeah. He's up in Canada. Yeah. And he made this great quote one time. He said, "I, I." I'm not positive on the percentage, but I believe it was 80% of the people who get back surgery. If they would do the recommended uh, recovery time off and do the recommended post-surgical procedures and they could just skip the surgery. Wow. Yeah, my my spine surgeon told me that too. Eventually, you will get better. Yes, you will. Your body will heal you. It's it, the, it, it, is there something how that is? Yeah. yeah. I, I had a double uh, a meniscus tear, and I decided not to get surgery because I had a situation where I could let it heal. What really, Marty? Yeah, it took six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. Oh, bad. it was rough. It, yeah, no, it was rough. I mean, I'm six weeks where I was, you know, hobbling to the, you know, it was yeah, Marty. Hard. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if the, the and the body, if you just will allow it, yes, uh, it'll straighten itself out because there's always something that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. Yes, so, Marty. so stop yes. doing it. Yes, right. Marty, yes, and and leave and and quit it for a while, and it you always have a positive effect. I, I know, right? Right, Marty. Marty I would really say that's. that's Marty, I would say I, w- I agree with you 100 percent and I was Marty able to make a- my back a lot better. But I think the caveat to that is if you have a torn disc or a broken oh, yeah, yeah. disc oh, or something yeah, like yeah. that. I'm not, I'm not, the herniated I'm not, I'm, disc, you can yeah, I think a lot of times you can actually heal through proper yeah. exercise and stretching and and all that stuff. And that's that seems to be what I've done. Uh, because I had three herniated discs and I had major, uh, you know, um, sciatica and, and all that stuff. And my back would blow out every few yeah, months yeah, yeah. and it's all gone. So, and that's, wow, you know, because I, I started doing deadlifts and squats and all that stuff again, after years of not doing it, because my surgeon said, man, that, that weightlifting stuff, you know, compressing the spine and all that stuff, that's really bad for you. Well, it depends on how you do it. If you do it that's right, it's, it's not. Thank God we introduced you to Dr. Ryan Chow. Yeah, that was very helpful. But uh, uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's nutrition. I mean, uh, you know, 
we could do this all day long. I always say that. I think when Rich comes in, he's like a uh, he's like a fire hose of information. You know, it just never <laughs> shuts off. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you know what? It, Marty Marty spurs me on. He says these little tidbits drop. I know it's he'll, great. He'll drop like going. dropping the yeah. mic on me. He drops the it's, mic on me. It's yeah. beautiful interaction. I got five new shirts. I got to print up out of this thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm the- I'm the James. I'm the James J. Lipton of this outfit. I'm telling you something. That's a fact. Jeez, Marty. But All right. right. You know what? My take-home message. I'm going to use this, Marty. If given a chance, that you know, that's what should be on the T-shirt. Yeah. If given yeah, a chance, and people will say, "What does that mean?" That means if given a chance, doing dieting, cardio, strength yeah. training, all of that, your body will heal. It will get better. It will be better. Yeah. If yeah. given a chance, that was change. mine, by the way. That's a that was your line, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good one, Jim. Ready, Jimmy. Thank you, thank you. That's a great. That's an um, that's an unbelievably great line. <laughs> Love that, Rich. What do you have going on? You have a website. It's richstrongbody.com. What else you got going on over there? You know, that's it. I'm training clients. You okay. know, and yeah, I'm very you know real low real low key these days, JP. Now you're in the DC area. You're in a, a gym called Ultimate Results Gym. Is that right? Yeah, I'm at that that gym, but I'm also LA Fitness here in Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. Uh, several, you know, obviously law law firms. I mm-hmm. train you know several lawyers in these in their in their own uh, gyms in their buildings, which again only people have access to those gyms or tenants in those buildings. But you know, and also in their home, call people in their homes as, as well still. And your clients are, it's probably a wide range of, of goals that they have. Some want to put on muscles and want to get stronger or just have better mobility, whatever. I mean, you can do it you all. Know, You've you been know, doing honestly, this forever. Probably the biggest thing, I know it's a real generic, uh, nebulous type of term, but I think it, it fits. They just want, they just want to be fit. Mm-hmm. They want to improve their fitness. They and, you know, my biggest thing is with an aging population, uh, and I tell people, uh, I saw it in the, uh, I get to Harvard Medical School daily, they, they send out like a daily journal now, and uh, they mentioned the other day, again, a couple of great articles, which is one on focus with uh, older folks, and then one they talked about strength training, and people not, re- and I tell my clients this every day, if you can't pick up and put your groceries away, or carry them into your house, apartment, condo, whatever. How are you going to get them in? You're sacrificing your independence. And people, as they get older, they're fierce about their independence. And yet you're doing nothing about your independence. You're slowly, your independence is slowly eroding away. Yeah, strength equals independence. Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's so you need to be strong. In, I mean, as simple as it sounds, um, I'm going to a picnic at a client's place in actually Winchester, Virginia on Sunday. And the guy who, I'm so tired of hearing people like this, but anyway, who, when they see me, oh, Richard, what do you do? And I tell my Christmas dieting training. Of course, I know through all of this in my head going like, I want to say, 
You're not going to do any of this. Why are you wasting my time? <laughs> you love it because you know that's so true. I know. Anyway, I, know. I, don't even, I don't even want to make small talk with I, you. I, I got too jaded. I get too jaded. I'm like, but you ain't going to do it. So why yeah, are you asking? Like, my, my, daughter, my daughter's husband, I love. She's a newlywed. Love her. You know, my son-in-law is a great guy. What a dad. His dad's a, I'm like, well, he might be listening to this. Hard to be careful. But, uh, yeah. you know, he's yeah. overweight. He's diabetic. He's had a heart attack. And he's sitting here talking to me. You know, um, at Katie's, at Katie and Brandon's, you know, what do I do? How do I, you know, how do I say it? And I'm thinking to myself, I want to say, you're not going to do any of this. Exactly. <laughs> You've already, you're already diabetic. You've already had a heart attack and that's not enough to scare you. Yeah. Oh, for, come on. I mean, myself, but very quickly, <laughs> mom and dad had both coronary artery disease. We have strong hearts. Don't get me wrong. They have strong hearts, but our, we have coronary artery disease. It's genetic. It's hereditary. Both of them had stents put in. I think my mother, I don't know if she had bypass or not, to tell you the truth. I don't remember that at all. I have a brother who's two years younger than me. He's 30 pounds lighter than me. He works out, but not to the maniacal mentality that I have. He had bypass, triple bypass surgery three years ago, two years ago. He's two years younger than me. So I go in and see my cardiologist. First, I see my primary care doctor said, Hey, 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 my parents had heart, had, uh, heart disease. I mean, coronary artery disease. My brother, two years younger, had triple bypass. What's the word on the street for me? So, of course, I go in, I get it. You know, I want to see, you know, echocardiogram done, submax stress test. Well, I've got severe coronary artery disease. I said, well, so what are we going to do for that? You know what the medical community says? Um, nothing. You don't have active disease. I said, so... And, I, and JP, not you know this, but I ride a motorcycle every day. So basically, what we're going to just wait until Rich has a heart attack, a stroke on his on his motorcycle, going down the street, and then we have an intervention. And the medical community says, "Well, Rich, you're doing everything we can do." And I said, "Okay." Well, so to me, if you're asking me, Marty, why am I doing cardio? That's one of the reasons. And I eat no, I eat no bad foods, zero, because my brother, two years younger, already had triple bypass. How, how, am I, how am I ahead of the curve here with that, with that? So I'm trying to be safe, be smart, keep my LDLs low, HDLs up, my C-reactive protein's good, normal range. So I watch my blood work very carefully. There's a lot of sciencey things you can do, but at the end of the day, you really can't run away from your heredity. So. Yeah, and you're doing pretty much, you've got it maxed out as far as what you can do. Yeah, Matt, yeah and, thank you, yeah. JP. I, you're yeah. right, you're right, good point. Another good line. I'm maxed out with what I can do and hopefully knock wood um, that whatever I have going on with my coronary arteries, that they're going to stay the course. I don't have active disease. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm doing cardio every day. I push. I mean, I Marty, I push Jimmy. I push. You know me. I yeah. push hard on that bike. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to max out. I'm trying to of max right out on the bike. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Is there no, any I other way? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, I'll be damned if I do, damned if I don't kind of thing. So, you know what? I'm going to get on that. Like right now, I can't. I did cardio. I'm, and now, because I'm so obsessive compulsive about it, I do two cardio workouts a day. 20, 20 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes in the afternoon. Uh, why not? Right? right? Right. Thank you. Why not? Right. Why not? I don't have the situation. And Rich has got the situation for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, so, so again, know, yeah, you know, again, with you guys, 
great session today. Great talk. I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh, I would like to apologize to all our listeners that I really do wish I had a magic solution, a formula, a product, or something that would make you look like, as JP said, the people in the commercials on TV. But I think that exceeds our budget, Marty. <laughs> Drink hot hose water like we did as kids. You'll be I'll ripped. tell you something, JP. I think, you know, JP, you might be on to something here. I'm telling you, man. There's, 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 no, there's no doubt that we were all ripped back then drinking out of those hot hoses. I'm telling you, remember that, though? Remember yeah. tasting the hose when you're drinking it? The, 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 the hose, the water tastes like rubber. and I still do it. I, still I know, I know, Jimmy, right? <laughs> you still do it. And it fits on a t-shirt. Yes, yeah. drink, drink hot hose water. Well, yeah. Jim also uses, he paints his house and his cars with uh, leaded paint. He doesn't wear a seatbelt. I eat uh, the chips. I eat the chips. Eat chips. Yeah. yeah. No. He throws his chips. empty beer cans yeah. out the window. Yeah. 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 That's right. That was great, Oh, Rich, my man. God. So richstrongbody.com, check him out. And then check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. You can find his latest article, Sustained Strength Mastery. That's up right now and check that out. Uh, and also make sure to check him out on Instagram at the Marty Gallagher and uh, his website, functional-strength.org that he uh, he co-hosts and co-writes co with his wife, Stacy. So functional-strength.org, you can check that out. So uh, since 1997, Iron Company has been your one-stop shop for fitness equipment and gym flooring solutions. Need some helpful tools to help make the most of your fasted cardio workouts? Why not check out our latest cardio equipment, including magnetic resistance training sleds, which I know Jim likes, uh, yeah. Air Plus ski trainers, Optimil treadmills, Air Plus cycles, or any of our hundreds of cardio machines we have in stock and ready to ship. And uh, we've also got new Jim Steele article can be found up on our article section. His latest article is what I've learned from training tier one spec ops. That's up now. So check that out. You can also go to his website, bossbarbell.com, B-A-S barbell.com for training, motivation and programs and a whole lot more. Yeah. That's it. Super rich. Thanks so much. We survived. Thank you, Rich. You know, rich. Thank you guys, rich. again, thank you so kind to invite me back onto the program again. I truly, it makes my entire day. You guys are fantastic. Rich, thank you, sir. Can, rich, can you yeah. stay on the phone for a minute after the we end the show? Of course. Thank you. Yep.